Welcome back, everybody, to the Beat Pack Podcast, your go-to show for upcoming artists and creatives. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Loco Moco. Whether you're on your morning commute today or we're just playing in the background, I appreciate you guys tuning in. It means the world. So now without further ado, let's get into today's guest. Today, we actually have our very first double on the pot today, a DJ and a singer who both make amazing electronic music. They've both been making music for years and are clearly good at it. Originally from Maryland, but now based in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome Staring Contest and Kindred. What's going on, you guys? Ooh, let's go, hey. let's go. Welcome hey. on, Thank welcome you for on. for having us. 100%. It was, uh, you know, before we get into the interview, I got to give a quick shout out to The Watch and James at Future Studios. So um, a few months, probably about six months ago, um, James had a open house for the studio and hosted by The Watch. And I had the pleasure of meeting these two there, and it was honestly such a great experience. You know, the industry and studios in there are just so jam-packed with hip-hop and rap, and to hear them play um, EDM and just their own personal sound, it was so refreshing to hear, so I knew I had to lock in with them. We actually met again at the same studio. They did a photo shoot, and after that, it was just, it was history. Obviously, they're two very talented individuals, so very blessed to have them on the pod today. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Of course, of course. Cool. So, um, I know you guys have, um, you guys are very experienced, feel very experienced in the industry. Obviously, you guys have a beautiful spot. Thank you so much for letting me in here, allowing me to record with you guys today. Um, how long have you guys both been making music for? You good, sorry. Uh, I feel like I've been singing forever. Um, totally. Since I can remember. Uh, but songwriting and poetry, I've been doing it maybe like elementary school and then I've been in choir my whole life, and then producing. I just graduated Icon two years ago, so totally. I've been Congratulations. producing for like three years. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. We're gonna get into that for sure. I want, definitely want to talk about Icon with you guys. Um, and then Matt, what about you? Yeah. Um, so I've been, um, I've been seriously producing music. I would say taking it a little more seriously within the last like three years, just about um, coming from like a separate project where we we dabbled in in production but focused a little more around DJing um we you know we never quite got to the point where we're releasing but you know now now I've taken it a lot more seriously and I'm producing every day and you know really really deep into it that's super cool man yeah I mean you guys have had a lot of releases these past um these past few months and it's really cool to see your guys' progression as artists and then it's actually really funny because um I think I might have mentioned this to you before but actually in 2021 or maybe it was 2022 um, I actually went to the Adventure Club show in Anaheim um, at the House of Blues, and I actually what? saw you there. Wait. I was in the front row yeah, oh. with, with my friend who's also named Nathan, and so it's crazy to see how things have come full circle. Wait, um, I love that. Yeah, and I have the opportunity to talk to you now. So you, um, you killed it at that show, by the way, too. It was an amazing experience, and then now to sit here Thank being in front you. of you now is awesome. So I shout out my friend Nathan, so too. Yeah, he was there. He invited me to that show. Shout, so. shout out to Adventure Club as well. They've had her... Since a couple of times from now, perform with them, you know, at, at their song, and released on what Ultra Ultra Records too. Yeah. So big release there, but kindest guys in the world, the most. Fun. Oh, I can tell! So I can nice. tell! Just yeah. like their stage presence and their set, which just so humble, amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome for you guys. So um, yeah, so let's jump into it. So I know we were talking about you guys have been making music for quite a bit. Um, I do want to just jump into some of your guys' early beginnings. So maybe just jump even all the way back to Maryland. Um, so what were your, what were your guys' childhood, childhoods like? 
um, growing up in the West, the East Coast, and then coming over here. Yeah, I mean, definitely probably the farthest part of the East Coast we can oh, go. Totally, totally. Um, for me, I, I grew up in a relatively small area. Um, everyone calls it Southern Maryland, uh, St. Mary's County specifically. If you look at the map, it's on the western kind of side of Maryland where the, the Chesapeake Bay kind of kind of like cuts through the middle. Totally. But it's at the southern part of that. So it's very much wow, like a... So like water focused, a lot of great crabs, totally, oysters. Totally. Seafood must stuff. go crazy. Seafood. Oh my god, the blue crabs are so oh good. God, we just went there the, you know, like two two weeks ago or something like that. And we had blue crabs. It was sick. But that's awesome. That's but awesome. living there, like the crazy part about it is that it's it's I don't want to like insult where I come from, but it's not my demographic. We'll totally, put it that way. Totally. It's a lot of country music. It's a lot of uh, slower paced lifestyles. So it wasn't until like, you know, I always had had a love for dance music and, and one totally, of my good, totally. my, my best friends, Jeff Smith got me into it. My first rave at a, what was it? It was called a life in color. It was like one of those paint party raves where I think it was like the craziest, <laughs> oh like God. craziest lineup that didn't make sense <laughs> at the time, but it didn't have to. Um, it was, I think, 2015 or something like that. Wow. Um, but it was um, it was W and W with um, Borgor, <laughs> right? Like so, like oh yeah, <laughs> like the opposite ends of the spectrum, and a few other really great artists. And then after the fact, we I think we saw W and W again at Echo Stage, which was bonkers that same wow so that's crazy it, you know immediately fell in love with the culture and the scene there uh and being stuck in southern maryland i don't want to call it stuck but but being raised there and living there at the time it just didn't uh my lifestyle needs and wants when it came to music and in live shows and events was nowhere to be found down there so it was totally, really a big totally for me like a big uh it was it was like finding my niche, right? And for sure, for sure. Yeah, just getting acclimated with the people that are the same genre of people that you are comfortable with. Yeah, that's and, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Vivian, what about you? Yeah. Um. So I am also from Maryland, but in the more like suburban area, like two hours north from where he's at. And I've always like known I wanted to do music, but never really EDM. Like, I didn't know what EDM was until I moved out here. Sure, totally. Because totally. just me and my friends, we never really listened to that. And I grew up with, like, Kelly Clarkson, Linkin Park. Oh, totally. Yeah, the the classics. The classics. Yeah, a sure. lot of, like, ballads and then, like, rock music. But um, I, like, had the typical, like, Asian parents. They were, like, not 100% supportive with my totally. career choice. But I was, like, rebellious. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're going to tell me not to do it? Well, I'm going to. <laughs> so um i can attest yeah it's been a lot of that um but it was just a lot of like just real life stuff and like going to school and figuring out what if my parents aren't supportive and my friends aren't supporting this like everyone else around me at that moment like they all were doing the nine to five and like totally, they knew what totally. they wanted and getting masters and getting their bachelors and i was just like I'm doing here. <laughs> so I mean like so then I moved out here and I was like this is like the best decision that I've ever made for myself oh 100 percent I'm that's that's such a good story because I I can totally relate to that you know when I was when I was in high school I was surrounded by super intelligent kids that had you know potential to make ground changes in whatever field they were going into and then I was just here like 
I don't really know what I want to do. You know, like I always hung out with them. I always knew that I could be good at something, but I just never knew what that was at that time. Um, and then, you know, music was always like a hobby, right? And then eventually that's when I realized, well, why am I trying to push against what I'm good at? You know, I should just, you know, take my life by the reins and just go for it. So that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that you guys, yeah, East Coast, man. I, uh, I, I grew up in Chicago, um, and so the culture for sure is definitely a lot different out here. Um, but um, definitely, you know, you can't beat, when, when it comes to music, you cannot beat it out here. So no. um, that's great that you guys are out here. Um, now, what are some of your guys' earliest memories? I know we talked about it a little bit, but some of your earliest memory, uh, memories and inspirations when it comes to music. I think for me, um, growing up, my dad, um, he's actually, shout out to, shout out to John. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. Whoa, yes. that's crazy. Yeah, so I, life, my life was surrounded by music yeah. at all times. And, um, you know, growing up, I kind of a little further back before the music um, to touch base on your first question, he, he was always doing the radio thing. And he was like the coolest guy ever. And, you know, growing up in that kind of lifestyle made, made music just come naturally, right? Totally, I was never totally. classically trained. I don't have any formal training on music. I played like saxophone in the fourth and fifth grade and i played it terribly <laughs> um and i dabbled in piano at that time for like, sure never for even sure. got to the point where i remember how to read sheet music right, or right. you know anything like that but but growing up with just music present at all times made it so easy to find inspiration from all all avenues like actually i i just finished a tech house remix of uh um, owner of a lonely heart by yes. Whoa, yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's a banger. It's fun. I just gotta like mix and master it and send it off. And man, I got I, I gotta hear that before yeah, I leave. I would <laughs> love to show you. Yeah, but like, <laughs> awesome. but like it 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 like tied into my roots, right? My dad did a classic rock yeah. and all that that era, and like and so it was like really fun to like find like it just naturally that inspiration came. That's from awesome. That you that's know? so like, cool. Yeah, I've done a couple of remixes of like um, I, I grew up on Blink One Eighty Two and like just punk rock. Yeah. Yes. And so I've done a couple of remixes of just like What's My Age Again and like just some of their hits. Right. Um, shout out Blink! I'm seeing you guys in a in in a, in a couple months, in a month or two. So. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. But um. Where are they playing? They're playing here. Uh, they, I think it's the so. It might. I, I I think it's the Forum or SoFi or. Or crypto, it's 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 here in LA. One, it's of, here. <laughs> yeah. one of the big one of the ones. big ones in LA. Um, but yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, paying homage to to your dad as well as um, putting your own twist on it. That's super cool. That's yeah, awesome. but I, but believe it or not, I actually grew up in the in the punk rock scene too. That's so awesome, man. I developed awesome. my own avenue with the music that I liked. With like the Warp Tour era, yeah. and like Screamo, yeah. a day to remember. Oh, oh like, a day to remember. You know, like oh my God, some forty one, so man. And, and, you know, they, you're uh, you're hitting some. Of the, <laughs> you're hitting the soul right we, now. We remember. have our days where we go to like Vivian and I will go down the rabbit hole of old music. That's so cool. We're just banging Crab out shots dancing. and head banging in the middle of our living room, just us. Circle pits. So nostalgic. The pugs get involved. It's oh crazy. yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 I don't know if that's a, you know, I feel like that music screams California and yet I find it so hard to find people that really enjoy that sound anymore, at least, you know, really? at, least age, at least my age, huge coming yeah. back. Right oh, now. for sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. A hundred percent. And, I don't know, I think people are just not used, maybe not used to that sound, but, um, you know, like I said, I grew up on that sound, so it's sorry. always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, that's awesome. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, 
I'm blanking a little bit. All right, let's let's move on. Um, Vivian, Vivian, yes. what about um, what were your some of your earliest memories and inspirations when it came to music? Um, I definitely learned like classical piano. Oh, I learned classical piano since I was like, gosh, like four. But it's not like fond memories. It's totally, definitely totally. like repeat this ten times, and if you don't <laughs> get it right, so like. I feel like inspirations, um, shout out to uh, Girls' Generation. I actually <laughs> listened to a lot of, like, K-pop, and totally, I auditioned. Totally. I did, like, countless auditions, like, with SG and, like, JYP, like, all of wow. the K-pop. So with some of them, I would go to past, like, the basic levels and then right. get sent to, like, New York to do the second part. Right. But um, I just remember, like, just learning korean songs and just learning like ballads and beautiful songs and learning the dances of like super junior and everything but yeah yeah, definitely that would be like my earlier inspiration totally that's that's so funny that you're saying that because i i've been i have a lot of asian creative friends and um it it, i i see that's a pattern and it's funny because you know you have these asian parents shout out my mom shout out my dad because they support me 100 but um it's funny when they make you play an instrument and then make you practice so much and then get shocked when you're like, oh, I want a career in music or I want a career in something creative. <laughs> I'm like, that's you put fair. this in me. You ingrained this into me. Um, <laughs> it's in my blood now. So um, that's awesome, though. It's cool to see that. Uh, and then the K-pop stuff, too. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's cool to see the resurgence. Or not the resurgence, but it's cool how much that's taking over the industry. Oh, my now. God. Blackpink, um, they just... Headline Coachella. Shout, Coachella. Out, Coachella. shout out Lisa. She's Shout my out. favorite. <laughs> Shout yeah. out John John Cook. John Cook. John Cook. <laughs> no, um, I was my favorite. <laughs> totally. I was. I, I've been talking to some of my friends that went to um, that went to Coachella this year, and they're like, "Yeah, like it was. It was basically everybody opened up for. It felt like everybody opened up for Blackpink. That's how oh, it felt. You know, I so. feel like. My yeah. TikTok is only them at Coachella, oh, me, oh, and I'm just like it literally I mean, is. I if I heard that that <laughs> one more time, I'm gonna lose it. Like we're laying in bed late at night, and that's all I hear. <laughs> she's, she's doing the hand motion. Yeah, yeah. The, the dollar bills. Oh, oh no, that's I get that one, one a lot. Yeah, yeah. drop some money, <laughs> dropping on my money. She, yeah. she loves that one. She yeah, that one that. hits, and and the choreo for that one too. Oh, top so notch good. for sure. They kill it every single time. Um, that's awesome though. That's awesome. So pretty, um, diverse upbringings, but then, um, obviously you guys, um, I think you guys said that you guys met in Vegas actually, right? Um, funny story. Shout out to to Pixel Pixel Terror. Dubstep. So it's like the the three worlds collide of like house music, future bass, and then dubstep. Somehow we got put into the same circle. Yeah. That's so sick. That's so sick. Good old Vegas. But that trip had like 35 people oh yeah no it was yeah. me- it was messy for sure. <laughs> no i get that for sure it's uh yeah especially when you have that many people and then um yeah all those worlds colliding it must be just such a crazy much like melting pot of people coming oh, together so. it's great and it's like the, the beauty of like having friends like that and like going going to celebrate something not just like being out of event to network but like going to celebrate somebody um, it makes it a little more low pressure. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know sure. what I mean? And you really get to know those types of people and then you have a, a better opportunity to oh, network totally. in a way. Totally, so, like, totally. That's ultimately how we met. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only, like, besides the fact that 
we both do music, the main click for us was like, wait, you're from Maryland? Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was like the Spider-Man <laughs> meme with just us where we're just pointing at each other. Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. wait, Maryland. you get it. You get it. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What did you run away from? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so funny, man. Um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, that's, I think, those kinds of events and those kind of settings can really bring people together. And the, and the people you never would have expected, you bring all those people together. So mm. that's super sick. Um, awesome. So backtracking just a little bit. Um, obviously, you guys have been making music for a long time. What was What is the music scene? I know we jumped into a little bit, but what's like the music scene out in Maryland like um, as far as just maybe this, the genre that you guys are in? Uh, I think it's pretty big. My voice did a little squeak. Um, because Echo Stage is the biggest, was it? It's, but now it, it's number two. Yeah, so it got number one club in the world on DJ. Wow. Night, yeah. Uh, That's incredible. In 2018 like, and 19 or something. Like it, I think it got it like two or three times, if I'm wow. not mistaken. It could but, be wrong. Yeah. Joe Rogan's fact checker, where are you at? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamie, look Jamie, that up. For me. Jamie, yeah, look that up for me. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's a massive club. Yeah, it's wow. still top five um, for EDM. Top two, I think. It oh, might be top sure. two still. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always awesome. first or second. I keep forgetting that Echo Stage is in Maryland. That's crazy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It must yeah. be a huge tourist attraction then. It probably brings a lot of people in. Yeah, but outside of that, like, there's not a big scene. And so the people that it brings are, like, a lot of times, like, I don't want to talk bad about the demographic at all because sure. they're all amazing. Like, totally. everyone that goes, is, it always finds that love for dance music. But there, it's a lot of, like, college kids. It's a lot of, like, fraternities totally. and sororities that are, for like, sure. you know, getting accustomed to the lifestyle. Totally. But they also have Moonrise out there, which is now oh, an insomniac sanction. Club Glow is, like, the promoter mm-hmm. that owns Echo Stage. But Glow and Insomniac run... Moonrise now. And wow. I mean, like they like okay, so actually a great backstory. Um, this is where Club Glow was how Tiesto got his first big break in what? the United States. Yeah. So That's so there's huge. a rich culture there of dance music that nobody really knows about. Wow, it's like a they would gem. shut yeah, they would shut off like blocks for Tiesto to play. And like I think the owner and Tiesto are like best friends. Um, wow. You see them together all the time. And so, like, Tiesto coming to Moonrise, the headline is, like, unheard of. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, totally. it's a thing. It happens every year. So there wow. is, it's, like, it teeter-totters that border of, like, what it could be, I think. For sure. At for all sure. times. It it's got its potential. Um, but it's, like, yeah, I can I can imagine just going out to Maryland just for that. I mean, yeah, it's it's always on the it's always on the border of just right about to make it, and then it, it dips back the other way. Yeah. I feel that for sure. I feel that for sure. So. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that culture gets tapped in more in the future. But what about for you, like with dance music? What was your experience with dance music on the East Coast? You said you didn't really. Well, because I specifically at that time was like trying to be an indie singer, <laughs> and I was listening to a lot totally. of Mumford and Sons. Shout out Mumford! Yeah. I love Mumford, Mumford and Sons. Shout out! <laughs> shout out mullets and beards, <laughs> but, um, and IPAs. But everybody yes. already was listening to um, EDM. I was just mm-hmm. a little bit slower so i think it's pretty big like in where i'm from like montgomery county and like all my friends right now they only listen to edm music so so i think it's still pretty prominent in like montgomery county cool cool yeah i mean um i can't even remember the scene in chicago what it's like but yeah i mean it's just it feels like it's just the number one genre out here you know like rap and edm are constantly battling between the two genres but chicago is sick because it's got that history of house music yes i I keep yeah um 
what is it? I'm, I'm blanking on the on the festival that's out there. Oh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza, mm. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't had the chance to go, but yeah, all my what? friends that have been. Yeah, I've been two or three times. Oh, man, it looks so, like the, <laughs> the stage builds, like everything, all the, sh- like the lights, it's like, I feel like it's bigger than EDC. I no hate the EDC, but it feels like just yeah. watching the videos, like, wow, this looks so grand, you know? You'd be surprised. Like, EDC is the, the most lights, but I mean, you look at some of these festivals, like Rolling Loud. Dude, that, oh, those stages blow EDC out of the water sometimes. Really? Like they're not not seen... on the production side, but just on the fan base side. Yeah, on the for sure. Side, like. Yeah, it's that's it's crazy because I like I I can see both ends. Like I can totally see some diehard hip hop fans, and then I also feel like, but EDM just has like just seeing all like just being at that Alinea show at seventeen twenty, and I felt like wow, like these guys are die like people are waiting six seven hours yeah. outside this tiny oh, little yeah. club. Um, just to have a chance to see this guy, yeah. which is incredible. Um, you would do that, uh, I think. Yeah, and I think <laughs> everyone who was there was there for the same reason and totally. sharing the same love for the music that they're listening to. Totally, yeah. Shout out my mom. I, the biggest Selenium fan I know. And she, I, I love I, 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 wouldn't yeah. have, I wouldn't have been able to go if she if she wasn't signed up to, for the... Uh, the f- Phoenix, she was a Phoenix, or the Illennials, or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> who did we? Who did we see at seventeen twenty? That was pretty. Oh, the surprising. The, the the rap group. Oh, the Far Side. Yeah. Mm, oh, that's dude. crazy. They had a show there. It was kind of like a what was it? Thirty it was like year very anniversary. Very low key. Low. Key. I love that. Like though. the I Far love that. Side, yeah, right? But bad. the problem was that they couldn't market it as like the PH Far Side. Yeah. Because right. I guess there were some legal issues. <laughs> but they so they marketed it as the Far Side. F A R. Right. And right. dude, it was it was so ridiculous. Like to think that these guys were selling gold records at one point. Yeah. Right? yeah and they just played this low key little warehouse spot. Right. Like same with the Linium, I would imagine, like playing at Yeah, it was it was oh, it was yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean they packed it in for sure. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I keep forgetting like I mean, I think that Linium has just such a I think of Linium as just like this huge artist and he is. Um, but yeah, when I showed up, I'm like, man, like he's big, but man, I thought they would have there would have been a line like doubling around the blocks for this guy. Um, but he it was does, cool. He does play stadium shows, so that he is does. Sold yeah. out stadium yeah. Yeah. shows. Yeah, he announced his uh, his he has a his trilogy tour for next year at uh, SoFi. I'm like, wow. I mean, if you if you land that, you must be selling tickets. So. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Linium. It was great meeting you, man. That last time, and hopefully, I can give it on the pod. <laughs> uh, Linium, right? where Linium. are you at? Yeah. <laughs> Get on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So cool. So yeah, t- really untapped scene in Maryland that could definitely have a lot of potential. Um, now moving toward obviously you guys are how, how long have you guys both been in LA now? I think coming up eight years for me. Eight years, awesome. Um, a little coming up on four or five. I can't remember for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what was that? Um, how how was that transition like with just career wise, family, um, you know, all of the above when it came to switching? I mean, literally coast to coast. Like, what was that transition like for you guys? For me, I think I was just like wild (laughs) like just like rebellious not like okay not like wild but I think it was like a nice like break from my family and me because I think there's a lot of tension building before leaving so I think when I left it was a lot better for like my relationship with my family for sure Uh, for sure but definitely coming out here it was just like it's such a different lifestyle and it's just like the friends I made in the beginning were just like you can go out every day of the week right. in here. Like in Maryland, right. you only go out Friday and Saturday. Right. But here it's like... And it's the same routine. 
it's the same routine. One hundred percent. It's the same places that you go to every day here. Yeah. Right. So right. when I found that out, I was like, "Oh gosh!" So like my first year right. here was just like back to back, like exploring everywhere, totally, going to totally. every club and experiencing. As you should, everything. you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's there's so much culture in LA, and it's um, that's I, that's what I would be doing if I lived here, just exploring everything. Like I I live in OC, only about forty five minutes, and I still and I've lived here for about sixteen years. And I still feel like I've so much untapped stuff in LA. Like, so. oh yeah, there's always something new. Whether it's just a simple pop up or like, yeah. if oh, you want to go yeah. experience nature just outside of LA, but like, it's it crazy. So much crazy. It's it's almost. I imagine like it's almost overwhelming too. It's oh yeah, almost overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but um, obviously, it's the place to be. You know, for all things entertainment. Um, but yeah, what about you, Matt? What was your transition like coming out here? Um, my transition was pretty unique. I kind of just like went for it, right? Like not a lot of money in my pocket, just made the decision to make it happen. Spent all my savings to get here, uh, with a, with like a dream in mind, right? Like a goal. And I moved to Orange County when I first got here. I lived in Garden Grove actually. There we go. Um, and for me, it was a struggle to get the wheels turning Mm -hmm. from any aspect, just finding a good job you know like i I have such a gnarly bar bartending resume like um and i didn't realize how like rich the bartending culture was here like everyone's a bartender yeah yeah. and so it was like impossible to find a job i thought my resume would speak for itself like i worked for like some really high-end spots in dc before i moved Mm. out here and I couldn't get anything but like a Monday, Tuesday night shift oh, at like a man. random spot where I wasn't making any money. So right. getting those wheels turning was really, really difficult. And then amongst like a lot of what Vivian was talking about was like kind of getting sucked into the lifestyle a little too much. And un- like there's always something to do. For and sure, so yeah. I never had my focus and my head on straight when I first totally, got here. It took totally. a long yeah, time. It took a lot of like really like low points for me to like get out, get on my own and get on my feet before I finally started making money and like finding my group of people and my avenue, Mm. you know, even just to like, like knowing I wanted to do music, but even just to get my first, like, uh, like coming from, from me coming from DC, I had already played echo stage at that point. I had regularly played their sister club sound check. Totally. Um, and so I'm like, oh, it's going to be so easy to get into the club scene here. That's the number one club in the world. Right. Like, I've played there. Like, people are going to like that. No, my resume didn't right. mean shit when I moved out here. So Damn. just to get my first, like, bar, like, terrible bar DJ gig where I had to play open format. And, like, shout yeah. out open format. I'm not, like, knocking <laughs> it at all. Like, I, I actually like playing it, you know, at parties right. and stuff. But just to get that and have nobody ever come, you know, yeah. was was difficult. Yeah, man, that's, you know, it's, I, I, I'm reading this book right now, um, shout out Jen Sincero, it's called um, How to Be a Badass. And oh, I've seen that one, yeah. What she says is, you know, when you start, when, you know, when you look at all the super successful business owners, people that are really successful, like just in all aspects of life, they always have a story of when, when they first made that big step, shit just hits the fan. And like whether like you know the business burns down or like something just happens within the family or they can't raise funding, but you know, but it it there's, it's happened so often to where it's almost it's such a pattern to where you can see like yeah you're gonna hit those you're you're definitely gonna hit those rough spots, but as long as you pursue through them, success you will find success you will find success at the end of that. So that's awesome, man, just to hear that story because um, 
yeah, because that's how I, that's how a lot of really successful people start. So that's wonderful. Um, cool. So yeah, both both been out here for a cool minute now. Do you? What are some? Uh, do you guys have any advice for maybe some kid right now that's on the East Coast or Midwest and wants to come out to LA um, to pursue their creative dream? What are what's some advice that you would give to those kids right now? I think for me, um, know what you want, right? Like, in it sounds easier said than done because a lot of times you won't even find out what you want until you are here. Totally. You know, but have something that people are already nibbling on where you're at. Right. Because the market here is so intense and so competitive that if you're starting here and you decide to start too late, it might not work. There's right. a high percentage that it might, and it might not work for any of us ever right. at all. Right. But I mean, if you're thinking about it and you're not a hundred percent committed with what you want to do and you don't go out there knowing like if, if, if people are nibbling and like, I've got a small, I'm like, a, you're becoming that big fish in a small pond kind of thing. Totally. If totally. it like, I wouldn't say don't do it, mm-hmm. but I would say just know that if you're going to do it, go in full steam. Don't go in one foot in, one foot out yeah. at all. All in, 100%. All in. You have to be committed. 100%. I can't agree more. Thank you for sharing that, man. Thank you. Vivian, do you have anything for some of the listeners right now? Yeah, uh, definitely Like know your focus and like keep that focus when you do decide to come out here because I think I was like so lost for the first like three, five years. I imagine um, that. And I lost my focus because I came out here to do music, but then I was distracted by everything else. Right. And then I finally had my fun and made my mistakes. And then years later, I was like, oh, like I'm so much older now, <laughs> but now I don't have all that time that I wasted. So definitely, I think until you do make the move out here, like, everyday like work on music what do what totally you want to do when you're out here and then always like just keep that in mind when totally. you're out here i couldn't agree more yeah it's super important to stay committed to the dream you know work hard now so you don't have to work hard later exactly 100 yeah, percent. awesome guys thank you work so much hard enough that. to where your pugs have a yard to run around in. <laughs> there Not you go in the dirty streets of downtown LA. <laughs> <laughs> definitely in the future for sure that's awesome you guys Cool. So um, thank you guys so much for sharing that um, those stories about your guys' past and where you guys came from. I really appreciate that. Um, so let's start getting to some of your major accomplishments. Um, so obviously you guys are probably right now the most established guests that I've had on currently. So thank you guys for being here. Um, thank you. So first, Matt, I want to start off with you. Obviously you have a really extensive DJing background. Um, I, know, I know you just mentioned that you played at Echo Stage. How, how was that experience like and how did you get that connection to get to perform there yeah so starting out in dc i was actually part of a duo uh called trolleys with my best friend my brother dylan um who got me into the entire thing like originally i never even wanted to dj and that guy just kind of forced me to do it and i'm so thankful every day that he did because it made it paved the way to what is like the like the small level of understanding of success that i have right now totally um and the, the way that we got to Echo Stage at that time was just grinding with DJing. We got our first show at Soundcheck, um, f- opening like opening slot for like a 400-person club. It was for Mako, and it was a DJ wow. set for Mako. 
Um, so That's crazy. Shout even, out Mako. Like, yeah, shout out Mako. But like, I think his DJ sets they just don't like pop off the way that I guess the live totally. live performance sets do. And we didn't really understand what it took to be an opening DJ at that time. So I think for us to get to the point to where we played Echo Stage, all all it took was like we were grinding really hard and we were able to sell tickets and mm-hmm. we were able to you know understand what it took to be an opener and not play bangers and right, right, make them right, make right. the mistakes. And, you know what I mean? And, and, sure. and when you're pl- opening as a DJ, not even a producer at the time as a DJ, when you're opening for a specific act, you have to understand how to set them up for success. And so totally, totally. learning that led the way to where we were able to ultimately like I, our idol was jaws and still is like, Yes. Shout out Sam and Nate Vogel. Love those guys. I don't really know Sam Jaws, but Nate, his brother, is so nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it, it allowed us to open up for Jaws where we could kind of like blossom as the base house DJs that we wanted to be. Totally, totally. Um, and that was when I first moved here, actually. I think wow. I flew back within the first like month to play Echo Stage for the first time. So I played there Crazy. a couple of times now. Um, and it was just, it was just proving yourself to hundred percent to the promotion group and developing the relationship and connections with the people that would book, book you and give you a shot there for sure. Um, and 100%. then coming back around the second time with adventure club was strictly through Vivian, I think, um, and her connection with them. It's wonderful. I was able to like sit down and, um, just chat with like late Layden and got his, got his number, texted him just out of the blue. And I was like, Hey, like. Or can I open for you guys at Echo Stage? And <laughs> That's he was so like, sick. That's he so set crazy. it up. So I, I hit up my promoters out there that I know who do booking for Echo, and and Leighton kind of like intervened for sure. And so it was very, it was just a very fortunate situation to be in. Totally. Because without you know having somebody vouch for you, I probably wouldn't have had that opportunity living in California for a couple of years and just being so removed from the scene. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, that's a. There's some crazy stories, man. That's awesome. Um, when I think about that, yeah, because I've been going to, um, man, I, sh- I feel like I shout this guy all the time in my in my in my podcast. Shout out Jay Ferrer. Um, he's my cousin, and he's a he's a promoter, and he's also um, he's been doing a lot of management for a lot of these um, club events I've been going to. And yeah, I mean, it. I do see when I go to those club events, I show like we show up for sound check, and we're there when doors open, and I see this this these DJs at 9 p.m playing their set to nobody and i'm like in my mind i'm like damn that sucks and then i have to remember i'm like man they got to do their time they got to like get their foot in the door uh, and prove themselves for sure yeah gotta prove themselves i think people. that's the key thing is proving yourself and in a way you have to learn how to act like you have to pretend that that room is full and you have to be no doubt. on no point doubt. at all times like whether you can't mess up that first transition because it will be exactly. noticed by somebody so. exactly yeah and you never know who's in that who's in that room you know yeah. there could be you know a bunch of big management groups that are you know just happen to know the promoters and then you know, you never know who you're playing in front of. Yeah. So always make sure. It's also the back end of that too. Like, I mean, walking up and having that perfect set starts in the bedroom when you're totally. DJing to totally. nobody. You know 100%, what I mean? Yeah. So bringing that energy like on and off stage yeah. for sure. Yeah, so like you really have to put in the hours. You have to put in the work to get there. 100%. No doubt about that. Awesome, man. So going from playing DC and then, so at that time when you played at Echo Stage, were you just DJing then? Where is it just strictly DJing or were you doing production as well? I was doing a lot of like mashups or edits. Totally, and like totally, that. Like totally. Kind of adding my own twist to the sets. Um, but it, I don't think we had any originals at the time. I played some originals this last time that I went. Totally, um, for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to touch, touch up on those for sure. Yeah. Um, 
first of all, I mean, both of you guys just had two releases. Congrats on that. I know Thank you. Thank that you. we've Thank been you. talking about those. Um, so, uh, Matt, I do want to talk about your last two releases. You have uh, what is it like this and Booty Pop, right? Yes. So those are, I mean, those are two amazing tracks. I, re- I listened to them when they came out, and I'm like, wow, it, it sounds like you guys you've been making music forever. Like Thank the sound you. is super wow. tight. That's <laughs> amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm. That's a surprise because I, I I definitely have a lot to learn, but it's really no, kind of you to say that. No, 100. percent We played it at. We were actually at Future Studios, and we. Um, you know, we were just warming up and I was just playing some tracks on you know, the Ospergers on Spotify. And then so I played them and then your song came up and people were like, oh, what is this? I'm like, oh, oh this wow, is. Yeah. Really? So, sick. yeah. Thank so you. your um, your music. Yeah. I mean, even though I know you said you've only been producing for um, a short amount of time, you definitely have been making great, great waves in it so far. So tell me what those the process of making those tracks was like. So for anyone that's trying to make house music um, and it, for all the producers out there, what were, what was the process of making those two tracks? And. Um, how they came to be um the process is kind of silly for me actually i because i don't have formal training i don't have like any schooling on production i don't I, you know i'm youtube university all day totally um i'm still at the point where like i don't 100 percent know how to mix a master and i have a lot of good friends that guide me through it but ultimately like my hands will be on it when i for sure when i do sure. dial in that mix it's all 100 percent me just with a lot of their notes and tips 100%. and tricks yeah um that. but for booty pop, I don't think I had anyone help me with that. I yeah. think that one, I, I think that one, it just like, it, it was a weird process because like I ne- had never finished a song before, maybe like one or two songs before that, like a, a couple, um, and booty pop just came so naturally, um, and the beauty of that song is that it's kind of teeter totters that like old school bass house vibe with totally, a little totally. new school spin, so it was easy for me to like remember the sounds that I wanted, mm. remember the vibe that I wanted. Um, structurally, I used reference tracks and mixing. 100%, 100%. I, I, you know, used your reference track as well. And so ultimately that song came to fruition because I just like, it just, something just snapped. Like it just 100%. made sense. And I don't know how to explain it, but like all of a sudden I knew how to make a song. It just clicks. It, it just, just clicks. clicks. And I like get that, man. Putting get that. sounds in the right spots and like people kind of guiding you through it it made sense. And so that same thing happened actually with like this. Um, my buddy certified good friend of mine um, who put, uh, he put the song together. He made the skeleton and he was like, Hey guys, what direction do I go with this? He put it in like one of our group chats. And like, I'll be honest, it was terrible at the time. It was a rough, rough, rough. <laughs> sure. Like, like it wasn't how all things it start. was supposed to yeah. be terrible. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he was like, I just need a direction. I was like, send me it right now. I got right. an idea. And just, Something happened. Magic right. happened on that one. And um, so, so for those, it just it was very easy to come naturally when the structure was already there. He and I bounced back and forth between sounds and the mix, and we dialed right. it in, and it just it just made sense. So again, with the old school, new school feel to it, we sent it to Doctor Fresh to play on his um, uh, caller ID podcast totally. thing that he does right. through a submission thing, and it uh, it didn't. It was received well, but it didn't make like the cut yet because we're sure. just like we're not quite there. But taking those songs and putting them out was, I think, the biggest step. One hundred percent. I think that's such a thing that artists, an issue that artists have right now is that they're sitting. I know so many artists right now are sitting on so much good music, and it's mm-hmm. just the next step of releasing it. Um, whether it's maybe they don't think it's good enough, or maybe they. 
they think the song is really good, but they don't have a huge audience, so they don't want it to be like the first song they put out. Um, and so they're just waiting for that. They, you know, I think I heard somewhere where it's like, um, the best time to have put out your music was yesterday. Yep. But the yeah. next best time right is to put out now. Put right. Out now, yeah. Because um, you want an audience that's going to grow with you ultimately. Yeah. Like you can come out of the gates with a hit and just just swing for the fences that way. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. Right. 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 So the best thing that you can do is like, especially a person in my position who doesn't have the formal training, who doesn't have the audience, who doesn't have anything, and is just grind it out. Right. Like totally. the music will get better. 100%, As you grow, 100%. the music is going to grow with you and your audience will grow with you. And oh, yeah, that's no like, doubt, no doubt. you have to have that vision. Exactly. I, th- I think, I think, ulti- I thought I heard a, I thought I heard a siren. We would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was downtown. <laughs> I thought cops were rolling up. <laughs> um, but, you know, ultimately, like, for me, I just, I want to put out music, whether it's good or bad, for people to have an opinion on. And, and, grow with that audience they'll see that they'll see my technique get better and then they'll be like whoa i love seeing totally where it was and where it is now that's couldn't have said it better that's exactly what it is just to see the progression and see the hard work that gets put into it too and you can um and maybe it's just me because you know i'm a producer or like i'm i love music but i love seeing um yeah artist progression as they get as they get more seasoned um and how they how they grow um, into into the arcas, it's uh yeah it's just like just like most things you know you put the work in you know you'll you'll reap the rewards. So, was that famous interview are you talking about practice? Practice the basketball <laughs> interview, I think yeah. the, the famous monologue. Or, yeah, it's all about the practice. Yeah, it's, all about, it's all it is, man. It's all it is. Oh, cool, man. Um, I appreciate you sharing all that, man. That's a it's it's great to see how you know how quick you've been progressing, and I'm really excited to see what you do in the future, man. Thank you, hundred percent. Awesome. Now, Miss Kindred, you got, you got a lot of so. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I said before, it's it's. I'm super grateful to be able to sit down because, like I said, I've seen you in concert before. Obviously, a very talented singer. Um, I do want to jump into um, some of the things you've been doing recently, mm-hmm. um, but I do want to throw it back a little bit to. Um, I know you mentioned it before, um, Icon. So, yes. I don't have a super good grasp on what Icon is. I know. Um, James from Future Studios was has uh, had some hands on that, mm-hmm. um, but for myself and the people that may not be super educated, do you mind explaining a little bit what Icon is? Yeah, uh, it's the number one producer school for dance music. For I dance believe. music, yeah. mm-hmm. super sick, super um, sick. And it's a year long, and it's just because before that I went to two different production like classes or totally. schools, um, and. Like, Icon was, like, 110% more, if not more, like, so much more in detail with awesome. everything. And, That's like, awesome. you can tell that everyone there really loves what they do. Like, mm. the teachers and the mentors totally, and, like, totally. everybody. And I just learned so much, like, compared to, That's like, awesome. literally back-to-back. Like, I, I forgot what the other school was right before it. But, like, I learned. I.O., right? I.O., yeah. I-O. So it was for I.O. Sure, I sure. mean, I.O. was great for... um. I'm glad that I did IO before Icon because totally. Icon was just like I think even like quarter one just like on the get go was just because you had totally. to know some production and you had to show um, like some songs to get into Icon. Yeah, for so sure. They yeah, don't take anybody that just schools, yeah, where yeah. You could just pay to pay to gotcha. perform. You know, gotcha. they, they, gotcha. they're very selective for sure. Yeah, it's um, I know because I hear so many people talking about it. I know they've got a really 
good set of mentors and alumni that are that are, that are on there. Um, Matt, did you go to uh, Icon as well, or no, was that, no, no, no? I have no you. no formal training gotcha, at all. Gotcha, like, gotcha at all. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So um, Icon um, is that how you met um, James from Futures or Future Studios? Or? No, I met James through Matt. Oh, cool. Who I met through Certified with my last track. Oh, gotcha. He was with them. He was working at their studio group before it was Future when it was still. Um, what was the one before Future Studios? They they had something else. They had another one. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what yeah. it was called. So he he knew else. James, and I guess James needed a, a video guy for something. Gotcha. And he referred me, and we just linked up, and we were there just in go. awe with the space, and just like, yeah, for sure, yeah, beautiful studio for sure. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so Icon, yeah, because I've always I've always had it in the back of mind because I don't have any formal training either, YouTube or university. Um, but um, I've always had in the back of my mind, like, man, is this, is Icon, um, is Icon worth it for like someone that's trying to dabble into, or not dabble, but trying to get really serious about getting into electronic music production? I, I definitely think so. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, cool. And how, and you said it's a year long course, right? And, yeah. you, and you just finished it a couple two, years ago? Almost two years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, do they teach you like how to, like, is it like, all like all aspects of production or like is it specific on like mixing or creation it's everything so that's awesome um i guess like the first like the first the beginning you'd learn about ableton and like just literally like the effects audio effects and midi and then it would go into uh, music theory and then you would know chords and how to put that into your arrangement and everything and then it like goes so deep into like the mental state of music and like we had a whole class that we didn't do anything about music it would be everything like the art of flow it would just be like everything else wow in life that don't they have like a drum circle class yeah there was also (laughs) i I did drum circle too like there's like a percussion class like they have they have everything like so cool and then at the towards the end bongos 101 (laughs) yeah i think it was like bongos (laughs) But then at the end, it's like mixing and mastering because that's like for sure. that's how they teach you. But yeah. right mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, they give you everything leads up to that yes. to that final point of creating a full song. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah, and so and then yeah, it, it seems like it's been paying off because now I'm sure that not only do you learn a lot, but you build such a great network as well. Oh, 100%. Um, are they based in LA? Is it an LA based? Uh-huh. Thing? Burbank. Cool. So that's valley. awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. The studios are cool. The space is really nice. I got to visit with her because the cool thing about Icon that they do is not only do they have a great network of alumni who've gone there that you kind of have a little bit more access to but as an alumni you can use that space for what like how many years after the fact i think forever oh you during just summer go. break yeah. or the, during their breaks you can oh. do it anytime but it's a year or two after and you it's graduate. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. dude like the studios they have set up there, like me as an outsider, I was not like ready for what I saw. <laughs> but it's just studio, 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 just yeah. like blocks of like studios. Sixty-four, like eighty studios. It's like a candy like, shop, it's I imagine. Insane, <laughs> and they're all just like they have like the the main studios. They're all soundproof. They're all they're yeah. all like like treated. 
and they have the basics, right? So you right, can just totally. bang out a cool production song, but then they have huge, like Dolby Atmos, like oh man, studios there too that they teach in their environment. Oh right? man, they have just like a cool. It's just a cool vibe. Like you have to like literally go rent stuff from a rental area. I've seen, yeah, but I've like seen, oh man, it's wild. It's huge. It's it's a big like little compound. I, I call it a cult a little, bit. <laughs> <laughs> but to go there and like see all the signatures of like the successful people that have not not only graduated from there but also just come to hang out. Like you yeah. see. Slander's signature. You see Jaws. You oh, see, man. you know, everyone there. Love Slander, man. Love Slander. Love Jaws. Yeah, love it. Although, that's crazy, man. That's insane. Um, yeah, I definitely need to definitely need to find a way to get there and just to check it out because that sounds incredible. That sounds truly incredible. Well, that's awesome. So Icon um, graduated a couple years ago, um, and since then you've been doing a lot of big things. Um, so I just got a list of just some of the people you worked with: Adventure Club, Crank Dad, Excision. Um, how were how what was your experience with working with those names and um, how did you get in contact with some of these people to get on songs with them? So it it was like kind of crazy because it was just quarter two of Icon. While you're and while you were at school, I had a release on Subsidia. Wow! So like it just kind of was just like everything was just like fast forward and just right. like. Um, but that one was Cyrus Gold. Um, right. That was my first release, uh, label release. And um, I like, it's just like now that I have a manager and now that I see the, how like the process is, it's just, it was just like so baffling that me and his song got picked up by right. um, Excision's team Subsidia. Yeah. But I was just like, so it was just literally quarter two and we just sent our song to Subsidia and a few other la like labels. And I think right. that weekend, Literally, you know, like less than a week, they picked up the song. That's for Dawn. They take they take forever to get back. Yeah, to the like my last one uh, that released two months ago with Twisted Zoo. Um, right. That took they took they got back to us in like six months. <laughs> so yeah, so, so yeah, for your shout part. out to the Twisty Boys. Yeah, hundred oh, percent, man. That's crazy. So less than a week, the song gets picked up. Um, yeah, and then have you been? Have you had the? Have you been able to sit down with these guys in sessions, or is this all kind of? remote that you do all your work at yeah this was um with them it was remote mostly it's remote mm -hmm. got you got you well cyrus is cyrus in is in hong kong hong kong okay there so. we go so yeah we got some, some some more international stuff going on so so do you you guys do all your stuff straight from the home studio then pretty much we sometimes go to um different studios um, but mostly, definitely, we have. We it starts here, mm -hmm. yeah. We it's it's not treated yet. We're getting to that point, but like, we worked out of um, Joyride Studio a few times, which was pretty sick. Um, we've been. I mean, Future is a great spot. Fantastic. Love yeah. that spot. Um, so, <laughs> so whenever we're able to make it down to Orange County, that's definitely one of our like go tos. And then like, we some, recently went to. Uh, the studio? Oh, excellent! Excellent, yeah. yes. Yeah, excellent oh, sounds. Gotcha. Those guys, that that spot's cool too. Mm -hmm. Where's that at? Where's that at? Uh, that's in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Gotcha. Yeah. For sure. Me and me and my buddy Grail are working on a song there, and he's he's super in tune with those guys, so he gets a lot of like great studio time. And that spot's cool. They're really they're really big for like doing sound packs. Nice, a nice. Lot, most nice. most songs like I think Skrillex just used one of their so sounds. Wow, that's yeah. huge. So like they're they're definitely established and they're they they're really good with their social media and they're on point. Oh, they make sure. great music for sure. That Shout was... out to Excellent. I haven't met you guys but I want to. 
No, hundred percent, man. That's that's incredible. Yeah, to I see so many videos on social media about people like um, they're like um, people that use my samples and they play like they're this huge, you know, a song by Skrillex or Diplo or just some you know A list DJ, and then they sh- they show the sample like, wow, that's crazy that um, that these guys are picking them up. Like that's incredible. So um, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That that you're able to work with some people like that. But ultimately, yeah, it all it all starts here. I think she is the the product that she makes it's amazing to see the space that starts out here at her home studio oh yeah and to what it becomes because like you just don't think that a song that was on crank dots ep came from a little bedroom i know we were it was funny because when it came out we were in vegas and we were bumping it in the rental car in vegas Ah! and my because my mom my mom loves yeah it's crazy that song is incredible and so um yeah, so it's really cool. Yeah, totally to see it come from a bedroom studio to something that's you know now going to be played live worldwide. Exactly. Ultimately, incredible. that's just her skill set. I got to give a shout out to Kendrib. <laughs> <laughs> her, her talent is like bar none. Nobody can compete. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm super excited to see what you do. You guys do in the future. Um, and then, so before we even move on, um, I know you just released a song under Electric Circus, right? Is mm-hmm. that? called never you right is that what it's called yes. it's awesome mm-hmm. so what was the process and how was that song come about to being released and um, the process of making it yeah so i think ren and avello already had a track um that they needed like a singer on and it was so cool. beautiful and emotional yeah. and um i think i sent them back a top line um and then all three of us like got because I think we all live in different places. So mm-hmm. uh, all of us got together through via internet. Super cool. And then we just wrote this really beautiful emotional track on mental health. And just That's if awesome. you look at the lyrics, it's just very Shout moving. Shout out to mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out mental health. And um, I think I would cry. I cry a lot when I write music. <laughs> but sure, that was definitely one sure. of the songs that I cried writing. But um, mm-hmm. so that's just how it came about. And... I think it was a year ago that wow. the song was in the works. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible. And so, yeah, I mean, I like how you mentioned that you cry when you write. Um, because um, shout out Alyssa Go. I hope you're listening to this because she has such a beautiful voice. We have an, we, She's the one that has I have an EDM song with. Ooh. And she, um, what she says a lot is that songwriting and making music in general is a great way for her to have a creative outlet but also to heal at the same time. Mm-hmm. So to bring I love that. all those aspects together and just to be able to not only release, but also to um, find comfort in. So Ther- yeah. therapy in a way. Super therapeutic, super therapeutic. So that's really awesome here. Shout out to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, honestly, shout out my old therapist. He's actually the one that gave me all this podcast gear. I really don't shout him out enough. His name's Craig. Oh, um, wait, I sick. love that. That's so yeah, sick. He actually gave me all my, pretty much, yeah, the mixer and then... Um, a lot of the stuff I actually use at home, he gave me a MIDI keyboard and everything. Oh. I got to shout him out real quick because he, one of the things he was saying was that he, he found out that I made music. He's like, you know, you need any gear? I guess, you know, as a broke college student, whatever, like you need some, you need some stuff because it's expensive. And he gave me like five thousand dollars worth Dude. of gear. What shout and out to your therapist? Shout Greg. out, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> and he was saying, and all he said was like, you know, use this, enjoy it because music is your therapy. So you know, oh. use it, enjoy it. So. Gotta make sure I give him his I'm flowers. I'm tearing up because. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I know he's 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 the best for sure. So 
Um, gotta give a shout out to my him. therapist just says stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Me too stop deflecting with humor. Shout out all the therapists out there dealing with Absolutely. their crowd, dude. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, and also, um, before we move on, I do love, I just want to point out that I love what's um, like on a lot of these songs, especially like with the ones with Adventure Club and Crank That. The way that you take, they take, like, I don't know if you have creative input in this, but the way you're, like, you have such a, like, rich voice, and the way they, like, they, oh, what's the word? They juxtapose it with, like, some heavy bass sounds, and they, like, it's it's like a beautiful sounding tone, and then it's just some heavy bass and, like, some really hype, um, you know, just a hype track behind it. I, I really like that you guys do that, because... Um, I don't always want to hear like shout out to Linium again. I don't always want to hear the yeah. same drop every time. So the fact that you guys are creative enough to add that juxtaposed heavy bass under some rich tones is just something that I don't really see that often. So it's really cool to see you guys doing that. Uh, I got to give it to Kindred's voice. I think it's one of the most unique voices oh, out there. Like you hear it, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's her. It's her. That's Kindred. Shout yeah. out, Kindred. Totally. totally. Um, and her voice just has so much unique potential, which is the coolest part about it. Is like you can put it on a Crybang song. You could put it on a dubstep song. You could put it in a Future House song. You could put it on a pop song. Stop. And, all, and like, and like I don't it's take compliments too so, well. So applicable. So shout out vocal cords. <laughs> shout out vocal cords. Shout out Kindred. It's vocal cords. Yeah, no, 100%. It's a, uh, we love a supportive boyfriend. We love Oh, that, yeah. Dude. We, we love, love that. That's awesome. Boyfriend. That's it's awesome. a different kind of throat goat going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? That's up to you. We can cut it if you want, but that's hilarious. We'll keep that in. I meant the vocal cords. The vocal cords. That's what we're talking about. Get your mind out of the yeah. gutter. <laughs> Freaking millennials. Yeah. Oh. Hell yeah, man. No, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So thank you guys so much for sharing that you guys had a, you guys obviously are two very accomplished, um, two very accomplished individuals. So it's in, so we're excited to see what you guys do in the future as well. Thank you. We have some songs together that we're working on. So. There we go. I was going to just about to ask, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, cool. So uh, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, or even before we even started, um, this show is really geared towards the up and coming creative, the, the person, the creative that, maybe in a place where they don't have a network and they don't have people to go to to talk about um, a lot of the things that go on behind the scenes. And one of those things is um, a day job and just like put, making sure that you put food on the table, right? Uh, I know you guys are, obviously, we're in this beautiful LA apartment, so you guys are doing pretty well for yourselves. Um, do you guys currently make money off of your music? Yeah, I mean, everybody makes money off their music, but for me personally, the the money goes right back into the music. For sure. So there's no sure. profit with music. Gotcha. And if anything, I'm actually like in debt to music. <laughs> You're right. Which is like, you know, any business, you got to look at it like a business, right? You got to invest. Thing. You got to invest. Totally, yeah, even totally, from the start, totally. no successful business started. I mean, I guess like maybe there's some cool like lemonade stand story. That, <laughs> but you still got to buy the supplies for the lemonade stand. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you don't just like, lemons didn't just sprout up. Like oh, for you sure. had to plant them. For so sure, no doubt. It's one of those things that like, you know, for me, there's not money in music, but I firmly believe there will be. Hundred percent, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Kendra, do you want to spread some light on some of this? Um, maybe yeah. some of the financial um, stuff you got with music. I'm definitely thankful that I think choosing the route of like mainly the top line or singer. Um, for sure, there is a lot of DJs always looking for top lines. Totally, and, totally. Um, pop artists like the editing producers are they're always looking for some singers so i'm very grateful that i have been able to that's awesome. make money through music mm -hmm. totally yeah i mean 
it's it's that's definitely every musician artist dream right is to start making money off their craft and so um yeah i'm super thank you so much for sharing that um so i know kindred you're pretty much pretty much full-time music um matt you said you mentioned that you had a, a job outside of it right yeah so i um i actually do like digital marketing and digital merchandising super sick yeah i know uh, you have you, and you're a photographer too right i know you have a really nice camera yeah so the 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 way that i actually got into the, my kind of like avenue into the music scene and was able to make the connections that I did was I was I was working full time as like uh, another artist video videographer at the hotel lobby um and so I was filming for those guys regularly all their shows their vlogs stuff like that like yeah. tons of footage um and just day to day like grinding that avenue so I do photography and videography as well I've been doing it for 10 10 plus years it's originally totally. what I had gone to school for um wanting to do filmmaking right. um and you know, just never like, like found minor success in that avenue, um, but ultimately like shifting gears and using my skill set to ultimately do what I want to do. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a journey for sure, um, and it's something that um, a lot of people I feel like struggle with just balancing that work and their hobbies or their passion. Um, and that's something that I wanted to ask you too is. Where how how what's it like balancing um like your passions with music and then knowing that you have a future in that while also making sure that you put food on the table, afford rent, et cetera? It's hard. It's very hard. And um for me, like I'm you know, I I work a nine to five. Totally. Um, like I said, I do digital merchandising and and uh, like basically my job is to like put our products on major Sales right. platforms like Wayfair, Lowe's, and Home Depot, totally, and sell totally. sell through that avenue. So I work, you know, eight plus hours a day doing that, kind of building my own, um, my own avenue in the corporate world, um, so that I have a safety net, right? Like it's it's still like at the point where like I'm starting out there. Like I'm fortunate to have a very supportive girlfriend who you know has helped me through financial struggles and That's wonderful. who has you know. Uh, you know like I haven't always been the provider and she's always been there to like step up as needed and so it's like you know it's it, a lot of people don't talk about that gender role reversal yeah, yeah. kind of thing but like it's it's she has been the number one reason that I'm still able to do that's balance balance that hobby and that that work life um because without her I wouldn't have been able to I would have been so sucked into the um corporate world and just stuck doing that forever but Balancing it ultimately outside of the financial side is, it's it's hard. I um, imagine, yeah. You you know you're like for me. I don't want to say you as in a general sense, but for me, um, balancing like coming home from work, eight hours a day, yeah, and yeah. Vivian and I being on fairly opposite schedules and wanting to spend time with her and, and yeah. maintain that relationship, um, it makes it very difficult to just like go to music because I'm getting home sometimes around like six o'clock or so. Yeah. And I'm exhausted because I'm up till two, three a.m. with her, just just enjoying our time, what little up, time we yeah. get together. And um, I don't work on music because my mental capacity is just shot from working eight straight hours. Yeah, I know tired. a lot of people can relate to that. A lot so the balance for me comes actually on the weekends. Like if I wake up and I have my coffee and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make a fucking song today. I'll yeah. do it. I'll spend six hours until the song is done. Yeah. Um, you know, and jump into another project right after, whatever right. it takes, kind of thing. But it's like balancing it comes with the love and the need um, first. I think nobody is going to feel sorry for you to have it that having a day job. Totally, totally. So 
you have to you have to force that balance. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. So it's hard. I mean, but ultimately like finding the inspiration, I think is the best way to do it. 100%. And I really like what you said about that. Like, like just taking advantage of the time that you do have, like on your days off, that's like, it's super important because yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, just like, um, the way I look at it is like with music, um, while trying to work at the same time, it's like, like if you don't show up to your job, for example, um, what happened? You get fired. Yeah. Right. If you don't show up to, you know, now when it comes to your own personal goals with music or whatever avenue you're trying to pursue, you know, if you, sh- if you don't show up for yourself, you know, that like, um, are you finding yourself? Probably not, but it's that that comes with the discipline of just coming in day yeah. in, day out, just trying. Yeah. It's about sacrifice too. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do have to sacrifice the sleep. Sometimes you do have to sacrifice the friends yeah, time. I, I think one of my mentors that. said, said it best there's two avenues that you can take when you want something, right? And building your own success. There's two roads. Yeah. And there's there's more than two roads, but the main two roads are this. You have a set group of friends. You have your family at one end. And they're going to be at that opposite end of that road, at that end goal, too. Totally. But the the two roads that you can take are vastly different. You can take the one road to where you're not showing up every day, like you said. You're not putting it all into music and you're not, or whatever it is that you want to be successful in. And you're helping your friends out um, with the baby shower, like cutting their lawn. Right. You're always there for them. And you know what I mean? Like at the, right. end of, at the end of that road, you're cheersing your friends because you've developed such a great relationship. You're cheersing your family because you have like the best relationship core structure with them. Right. The opposite road, you end up in that same spot. You're still cheersing your friends. You're still cheersing your family. But you spent all that time focusing on what you needed to do, sacrificing everything when it comes down to sometimes missing, like, friends' weddings. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. crazy, crazy sacrifices yeah. at that other end of the road. But you put it all into music, and you've reached that success. Or right. whatever it is that you want to be successful in. You've totally. reached that success. And no matter what, at the end of that road, you're still cheersing those same people. Totally, right? totally. So finding that balance and finding that, um, finding that success, it's your choice. It's about showing up, like you said, and how far do you want to show up? Do you want to show up part-time? You're going to get a part-time pay. Mm, but you want to show up full-time? You want to put it all into it? You want to put the extra hours into it? You're going to be the CEO. And no matter what, yeah. you're going to have that core group of people that were there when you started there with you at the finish line. That's fantastic, man. That's, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, you have... You're at a fork in the road. You got to make which which exit are you taking? Which entrance are you taking? So yeah, that's fantastic, man. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's so I'm just looking through my notes right now, just making sure that we're on track. Everything's looking. We're covering a lot. Thank you guys so much for being Absolutely. great guests. You guys when can we right. interview you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Loco Moco, uh, Loco Moco Beats interview coming soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think as far as day job, that pretty much covers everything that I want to go over. Um, we are ending up, um, we're heading towards one of our last segments right now, and it is just the um, tips and tricks segment. So um, some tips and tricks for just some up-and-coming artists. Um, now, I know you're a pretty seasoned DJ. Um, now, what, what's it like um, for, let's say, let me rephrase this. Um, what are some, what's some advice that you give for an up-and-coming DJ that's trying to find some gigs? Um, hustle, take what you can get. I think if you want to find some gigs, you got to go look for them. You got to reach out and cause you're going to get a shit ton of no's. You're going to get way more no's than you're going to get yeses. but start with your friends, start with your parties, start totally. with just understanding what it takes to read a crowd, 
at the most basic level. Yeah. Take yeah. the gigs. Take it if it's not what you want to do. Learn a new skill set. Learn right. how to play open format if you play house music. That's what I did. Right. But it led to so many opportunities. It led to practice. It led to, you know what I mean? Like getting getting those gigs starts with what you want out of it. Like start small if you have to. Don't totally. don't feel pride. Like, yeah. Don't let your ego get in the way. Don't let your ego get in the way because like there's I, you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna like ever turn down a bar gig if I get one still and I played right. the number one club in the world. Like right. you yeah. can't like if it's if it's gonna pay you and if it's gonna help you out, like you should do it. Take advantage you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think for for young artists getting getting those gigs is definitely put in the work too. Put in the yeah. work to practice and 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 perfect your craft. Totally. But totally. I think the one thing that I lacked uh, when I first got like my big opportunity that I think is a good good thing for people to, to, to take note of and, and share is don't go in thinking that you're the headliner. Mm. Don't go in thinking that you're going to play a better set than the person after you. Right. Your job is there to set the next person up. Right. And people will notice. That's how you get better opportunities that's how you grow it's a it's a marathon it's not a sprint you're not going to get a gig by playing a better set than the headliner man Ever. that's that's such a crazy thing you said because i can totally i can totally see how that's uh, like i said these clubs club events i've been going to whether they're edm or not but yeah the next the each dj after another they're always setting up the next dj for their next set you whether, have whether to. it's like the opener whether there's four djs they're always setting up for it to be just this grander and grander experience and that's where I find I have the most enjoyment is when, like, that's how it's set up. Yeah, definitely. Because like, you're leading up to the big finish. It's so. ultimately, like, we all we all fell in love with it for the same reason. No DJ just, like, didn't go to shows and said, right. like, oh, now I want a DJ. Like, no, like, you <laughs> fell in love with it because you saw the sickest headliner set ever. Yeah. yeah. But it's not your job to play that set yet. Totally. So totally. I think that's a, a, a safe piece of advice to give somebody looking for gigs is, like, study totally. study the headliner and totally. know how to set them up because the production team is going to do everything around you the For production sure. team is going to cut your lights they're going to cut your sound right. down so that the next dj has more sound and more lights and the night right. progresses with right. the music so you're a pawn in that game exactly you are a player who is going to get put in the game again later if you do your role it's like exactly. it's like football 11 people on the field every one person has a role every play yeah you're not going to get put in the field if you're not performing your role. Totally, yeah. There's, it's a team effort. It's a team effort it's a for team sure. Effort. So. And so you, as like the, you come from the water boy and you're getting your first chance to touch the ball. <laughs> don't fumble. Yeah, don't fumble. <laughs> well said, man. Well said. That's a great analogy, man. And I never really thought about it like that, but I can shout totally out see. to football. Shout out, football. <laughs> shout out, LA Rams. Um, shout, shout out to the shout out to the Baltimore Ravens. You guys got a. Freaking lineup yeah. this year. Dude, we can go around <laughs> yeah. sports if we yeah, want. Totally. To. Yeah, honestly. Got yeah. Some weapons. Sports. Oh, go yeah. sports. Yeah. I took her to her first hockey game not too long ago. It was the Capitals Violet. versus Kings. Oh, man. So brutal. Brutal. But yeah, it's such a fat hockey such a fast-paced game. Oh, it's the best. You know, and it's the only sport that right now that's Shout my, out to hockey. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's the only sport right now that my Chicago Blackhawks are really good at. Any from Chicago, you know. So, Heck yeah. but um, Heck yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah, I don't even want to get started with like like basketball right now. Man, I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> oh, I'm dude, just getting, I'm just getting Lakers. pissed off just thinking about it. Man, oh. I need to hire. I need to hire the Denver Nuggets to be my maid because they are good at sports. Oh, <laughs> 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 that just that was oh, off the top of the dome, dude. That was a freestyle right there. Crazy. Man. Shout out to. Shout out to puns. Shout out to puns. Shout out Jokic. Shout out, Shout out to puns. Man, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. Um, but yeah, man. What were we, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> we, were talking we, about, sharing. We, were <laughs> we turned it quickly from a music oh, podcast football, into football. a, a yeah, exactly. sports podcast. But we, so we were quick. talking about like uh, getting the opportunities. What advice I would give? Totally. Yeah. I mean, out. yeah. I mean, th- that football analogy is a great analogy. You know, you got to start at the water point. Eventually, you you work hard, you'll be the you'll be the quarterback. So yeah. keep working hard. That's a great analogy, man. Awesome. So moving now from um, DJs, um, DJ and gigs, um, Kindred, do you have, what's some of the advice you have for someone that's just starting to get into songwriting? Songwriting? Um, I think just music in general, like my one advice that I always give out is don't compare your step one to someone else's step 10. Totally. And it could be so discouraging um, if you do it that way and you're just like, how? Sure. Sure. Why is my music not sounding as good as right. Adele's or like yeah, like <laughs> or right, Sam right. Smith right. or like Ed Sheeran, my favorite. Shout right. out to Ed Shout Sheeran. Out Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Shout right. out to the best mixing and mastering engineers in the game. That's why yeah. they sound like that. Yeah. But they're also yeah. amazing songwriters, which got oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally. But um also I think just always seeking out um critique. Like sure. I feel Shout like out for, criticism. <laughs> I feel like for Anywhere from like your friends and family, um, Matt actually tells me a good um, a good way is get ten people, but five. Oh, like yeah. um, get five that. people in the industry mm-hmm. so they can give you more of that like very specific like mixing, mastering. Totally, those saws sound shit or something. Right. But then also get the five people that um, they don't have that ear for that, but they are the crowd. They are the fans. Right, right, right. Yeah, they may not know specifics like, oh man, you need to you need to change this LFO rate, or you need to change this, you need to change the EQ. But they can they know what sounds good yes. for them, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I think that's some great advice. Yeah, you for get sure. a you get a great range that way yes. of, of of opinions. And you oh, for sure. Formulate one funnel that'll make it a little more universal. No, that's great mm-hmm. advice for shout sure. Shout out to my advice. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out Matt for this amazing music advice. Out to like labels and everything, but just not. Um, but also ask for criticism, like why did my song not get picked? There totally, are some, sure. most, a lot of them won't give that. For sure. They're listening to so many songs a day, but like there are a lot of like um, labels that do. So that's I awesome. Think that, yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Like, how do you land some of these placements for some of these huge songs? Like, is it just the network that you have, or are you just sending out a bunch of music? Um. So, for Adventure Club and Cranks, that they specifically. It was um, through Crank That's Man. Oh, Crank That's Manager, um, and then Adventure Club. Actually, I was so grateful, but they like hit me up on Twitter. That's so sweet. Yeah, I was like, oh. but um, all the other labels, it's through my manager or. Um, Got you. It's just like sending out like twenty emails gotcha. and then yeah. just getting that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a good manager is like so important nowadays. You know, because I think that there's only so many things that a create one creative can do. Mm-hmm. You know, while being you know being you know just a jack of all trades, just within the creative industry, 
and then having to learn the business side is just mm-hmm. such a you know it's a, a whole nother ball game. That is true. Learning yeah. the business side is another great great tip. I Icon think, does teach you. Yeah, that's awesome. That. That's yeah. really cool. I think yeah. starting out, you think it's as simple as as performing. It's it's not. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It it's, is not. It is very paperwork much. for days. Just, oh my god, yeah. contracts. Like I'm just like. Oh man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Numbers. It's, Oh, for sure. Shout out numbers. <laughs> Shout out math. Shout out numerical <laughs> Something I did not learn in Southern Maryland, and most people didn't as well. Ooh. I was great at math. <laughs> I was decent. I was. <laughs> I was all right, and then I was all right up until like, um, like, like pre-calc. How was your How was your Spanish? You know, Why are you asking that? <laughs> surprisingly, my, mine, mine's actually pretty decent. I, I used to work she did level four. We digest the reason. Oh, yeah. I asked no, he's saying that because yeah, I did AP. I think I was AP Calc, and I was also AP um, Spanish four. Super solid. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I was AP like avoid my, <laughs> avoid parentals with my bad grades. That's the AP that I was. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of, yeah, like we're so, is it left brain? We're so left brain wired that like that right brain, that like cognitive. Dude, thinking, left I just brain. Talk about a great producer. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out left, left brain. brain. <laughs> that guy rocks. I love the, all the odd future vibes. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing those tips on just songwriting and just music production in general. Um, I think one of the last tips and tricks I just want to ask you guys is just how to network. You know, what's been your guys' best way of networking? Maybe not necessarily now. I know you guys are pretty established, but before, like, you guys were able to meet all these amazing people, what was your um, ways of networking, getting your foot in the door? Oh, yeah, that was just go to every event that you could. Like, when I met him, like, oh, my gosh, it was back-to-back events back to back like for like three to four events sometimes a week that he would just invite me to and i my instagram following i had i think i only followed 300 people on instagram and these are people i knew in like high school college and then i checked a year later and i my instagram following went to 1200 and they're all people in the industry quadruple yeah that's crazy it was just like because every like every night you never know who you're gonna meet, and if, even if it's totally. not anyone in the industry, like it's still fans that will love like love to listen to your music. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Are these music like the industry based events, or is this just anything? Definitely music based events. I would think that's sure. the ones that we went to specifically. Um, but also another thing that I just didn't do too well at. I think just definitely, it is very tempting when you are going out to like drink. Oh my yeah. god! All of that. That's what I was gonna say. It's the, yeah. op- the open bars, yeah. like that's what uh, I was gonna say. Like, like at like EDC, it's an open bar. If you're an artist, yeah. like it's just Man. so tempting when you do have these privileges to be able totally. to go to these events. But it's yeah, like I did not learn my first year. <laughs> I, would <laughs> but, like, to, I would love to elaborate on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, those are my my sure. tips. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to cut you off there, no, but but to elaborate on what you're saying is exactly the point that I had in mind when you asked that question. Is like, it is so easy to get caught up in the lifestyle and culture yeah. of going out. But I think Vivian makes a great point about like, yes, you have to go to events, you have to network, right? But with that, you have to have discipline mm. not to get too drunk and sloppy 
and try to talk to people. And that then it looks it bad. Looks it actually hurts you. Totally. Yeah. totally. So finding that comfortable balance, know your, know your limit, know what you're good at, know your strengths going in. Like for us, our strengths are vastly opposite when we go out. I can talk to anyone. I can go up to totally. a random person and just... She's good at like striking conversation and maintaining conversation. But for me, I, I set that initial standpoint. And yeah. her strength is her resume and her ability to keep the conversation going and, right. and garner the interest further, you know, because that's something that I'm not good at. So, sure, sure. so understand your strengths and find people that you can work with. It's cool that you guys balance each other too. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very that's important awesome. to find that balance. And the balance, I think, I can't stress it enough, is just don't go out and get too drunk. Make yourself look bad. Make your brand look bad. It's a business. You don't go to a business meeting drunk. But on the other side of things, like it's not just events. Find find something unique to go to. Find, a, find an outside event yeah. that's not just blaring music where you can't have that oh, intimate man, conversation. I know it, man. I find know it. find like merch signings to where where Super you could sick. go like like somebody has a pop-up, right? Go to that pop-up and don't try to meet the artist cuz they're yeah. there meeting hundreds of people. Look behind the scenes, be aware who is the person that is on their phone a lot behind the artist totally. with the totally. artist. Find that manager. Yeah. Give them their your music. Mm-hmm network with them get their instagram because mm. they don't have the hundred thousand mm. followers that Alinium does you're not going to touch Alinium. he's right. not going to listen to your music like respectfully right. like he totally, just doesn't totally. have time sure totally. but his management does his music team does yeah. right so find something unique like that find like like where artists are going to be outside of just their show because For the show, sure. you if you're able to get that all access or you're able to get like special access, mm. it goes a long way when you're in the green room and that's where you can have that yeah. answering conversation. But it's ultimately it's a show. They're on to the next one the next day. Like it's Got it's you. a dime a dozen. So sure. find something unique that separates you from everyone else that's there to talk to the same artist. That's some great advice, man. That's yeah, something that I really never really thought about. Um, because I my go to for events has always been like Eventbrite, you know, just like yeah. classic oh, Eventbrite, open mm-hmm. mics. Um, what are some like? What are, like, how do you find these events to go to? Like, I think you just really need to know what you want out of it. Like, you have to plan. Every business has a business plan, right? You have sure. to look at yourself like a business, and you have to have that plan set in mind. So, a lot of other businesses, what they do is they look at similar businesses and see what they're doing, what's successful to them. So, follow mm. the artist you want to be like. Don't totally, copy totally. everything. Like Instagram, a lot of Instagrams. Like, like, Instagram. like yeah, you look at you. You look at your favorite artist Instagram. You find that pop up. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, <sighs> like I'm speaking this advice, thinking like, why have I not done this yet? I say it like I've done it. I haven't done it. I think, like, find <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. find it, but... that unique find that unique avenue, right? And follow the artist you want to be like. Who's gonna play your music? Because like if I if I went to go give Davin my music, he'd yeah. be like. I'm never going to play this, but thanks. Like, you know what I mean? So it's right. also about finding your market, finding, totally, finding totally. where you fit in, right. in that subgenre right. world. And, and just, and just knowing where to look. Like a lot of it is, uh, being ready at all times. You got to be on your feet. You got to stay on your For toes. sure. No, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. And then being willing to just, you know, wherever you are getting out there, you know, that's mm-hmm. yeah, be ready putting to in show the your music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. have a product ready. Yes, have something yeah. tangible to memor. Like, do something unique. Do something unique to stand out. Hundred percent. Shout out, um, Ashley Chang. She put me on this advice, and I never really thought about it. But she t- she told me, you know, always have like a thirty second elevator pitch. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe not. I think we have that. Yeah, really good at doing mine. (laughs) (laughs) Just yeah, like whenever you're in front of, you never know who you're going to encounter, right? So always be able to pull stuff off the top of your head, memorize it by heart to be able to just spit right in front of someone. I think that's great advice. Mm -hmm. We definitely do that at events. That's awesome. It's a great ping and pong with us. I think we're more fortunate than a lot of people who are trying to do it solo in that aspect, for sure. Like, I think it's good advice too. Find someone that you can bounce off of, though. Yeah. Don't go to events yeah, alone. Exactly. Don't go to events alone because it's very intimidating. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. I I will say I, I I mentioned this quite a bit too, but you know, I'm being in the hip hop and rap scene. I'll show up to events, um, and I'll be the only um, only Asian guy there. You know, I'll be the only Asian guy there, and like, and a lot of the time, that's like I don't get approached because of that because I'm not going to sit here and play like hip-hop isn't like african-american culture because it totally is and i respect that 100 percent. but i don't get approached and the times i do get approached um it's always these guys with forward thinking they always say like i always talk to them later i'm like dude why did you approach me like i don't look hip-hop i don't look like rap and they're like that's exactly why i approached you because you don't look hip-hop you don't look like you rap but that means if you're here and you're showing up, you must have something good. Heck yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I'm so screwed as a white guy doing EDM. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Man. Hey, dude, it's, you know, there's a lot of, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a diverse, diverse industry. It's so. becoming more diverse. And that's what 100%. I love about it is the ever changing aspects of EDM is like, it's becoming so diverse. So like, it's great to see all these like female producers and DJs getting their shot. Finally, oh yeah. 100%. You know? and, and I think I would argue that EDM was the most diverse lead got to be to giving performers their shots that they deserve and it was it's just such an international you know the great thing about edm because in a lot of edm it's universal there's there's sometimes in many ways there's no lyrics so that means it could be the mass appeal internationally is just incredible oh dude i saw a great youtube interview on the uh what is it um eiffel 83 the guys that made i'm blue Oh, they those lyrics. If you think about it, they're not lyrics at all, and they intentionally did that because yeah. they wanted it to be the most universal thing yeah. in the world. And Everybody, it's like the forefront too. of like dance music. Yeah, it's like it, there's no words, but you know the song no matter what culture you come. Exactly, from. So yeah, exactly how you can be pretty cool. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah, that's why yeah, EDM is probably still probably one of the biggest genres world internationally. And it's for sure. always mm-hmm. changing. Exactly, which is the wonderful. influence of rock music in EDM. Oh, so sick. Crazy. Yeah. So sick, so sick. It's Millennium's so cool album was so diverse. Oh man, shout out Travis Barker, my favorite guy in the whole industry, man. I love Travis Barker, just obviously Blink 182. But um, yeah, the fact that they did collab, it was like my two worlds colliding. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so sick. This is well, so cool. even Slander just did that collab with Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, Bring Me the Black Bear. Oh, oh, that, that was a God. bunch of that was, yeah, three, that was two, like, three totally. Exactly. Things. It's like, oh my That's God, this crazy yeah. collab. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good song, too. It is a good song, yeah, for sure. No, sh- obviously love slander love black bear and love bring me the horizon mm-hmm. so it couldn't have been a bad song for sure so awesome man thank you guys so much for sharing um that pretty much concludes all that i had for the interview and you guys obviously did super well um do you guys have any um before we end off any last words for the people that are listening right now um maybe a little words of inspiration you know like don't take any of take take everything that you know you learned in this interview with a grain of salt like there's no right or wrong way to do it like nothing is law you know do you and do you and do your sound that makes you happy nothing like nothing is gonna come from copying somebody else nothing's gonna come from playing it safe like like find your avenue and there's always a new way to do it 
there's always like, there's no right or wrong answer to anything that you do. Somebody's going to appreciate it. Well said. Well said. You'll find your audience. Awesome. Vivian? Just create and always create and just create. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. Keep going, 100%. Yeah, just, I mean, I think that's, like, the biggest thing. Um, Take care of yourself mentally, Mm -hmm. self-care. That that always comes first, but. Yeah, yeah, don't put, yeah, make sure to put your health above everything else. I think that's. I would love to see what the pugs have to say. Let's see, Benny, what's going on. You said, keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> Shout out to Benny. Shout out to Benny. Shout out to Pugs for being amazing today, too. Thanks for being quiet. Oh, yeah. You didn't bark one. No, they're great studio dogs sometimes. Wonderful. Benny's a great studio dog, time. but Ollie, Ollie gets a little crazy sometimes. He hasn't gotten his zoomies yet until about 11. That's when he gets his zoomies. Yeah, that's when and he then, starts yeah. Oh, he's, he's all over this place. <laughs> Love dogs, though, man. That's awesome. Paul. And then before we end off the show, I know you guys talked about um, a possum collabs coming out. Is that something that we're going to be able to see in the near future? Yeah, whenever, whenever we get down to it, I think. Um, we have, I don't know what we can talk about, but we have like one future-based sad dubstep song yeah, with cool. one of our close friends. We have his song that I like. I think it's my favorite song he's ever done. Wow. It's, um, but he needs vocals for that so i think totally. i'm gonna we're gonna try to record this weekend and yeah. there you go yep mm-hmm. yeah awesome. so something will come out soon mm-hmm. um i mean we don't have any like it's hard she's we're on opposite schedules like i said totally so totally so finding we we really we really have to carve out time and then during that time it's like you can't you can't plan for inspiration right so carving out yeah. that time we have to just like roll the dice and hope that it's like it's totally. gonna be that crazy session that it totally it needs to be to come up with a hit so you know, it, it it's all about just putting in the work. You put in as much as you can into it, it's going to come out. So for us, we've definitely, you know, taken our time with it, but I think the finished product is ultimately going to be There you go. The it's worth it. Part. It'll be yeah. worth it, all the work that you mm-hmm. put in for sure. Awesome. Now, for every, everybody listening right now, where can, every, where can they find you on social medias? Uh, my social media is I'm Staring Contest, the letters I, the letters M, and then Staring Contest. There we go. Um that's that's pretty much everything for I think TikTok and Twitter's staring contest with two T's. I don't use those that much, but that's where you can find me. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever platform that you choose um, on those as well. It's awesome, awesome. And then Vivian and mine is uh, she is Kindred, and that is also like Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, TikTok, Twitter. It's all the same. There we go. I'll put those in the show notes for everybody in case you guys want to check them out. Which Without a doubt, you guys should. For everybody's still listening, you've got to check out their music. Go head over to their Spotify and Apple Music pages. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for being on the pod. I really no, appreciate thank it. Thank you. So everybody's I'm driving still, all this way. 100%. Had no so doubt. Much fun. Had so much this fun. Was thank great. You so much. Thanks, guys. For everybody still listening, I appreciate you guys being here. And um, I'll see you guys in the next one. Staring Contest, Kindred, and Loco out. Run the Bye. ad now. <laughs>